So this is candid shot number one. So let me explain my issue. It's a hair issue. And for us women out there, especially over a certain age, we have hair issues. My normal hair, the color of it, is very, very dark, um, almost jet black. Before <laughs> I started going gray, or I should say white, there seems to be part of my hair that started, gosh, because I am just turned 53 a few days ago, so this was in my hmm, middle, late, no, probably late 30s, I noticed some white hairs starting to appear in the front where my hair parted. And so began the coloring. Um, I was initially going to let the white hair just grow on out. And I was walking around, you know, my kids, uh, my youngest one at the time was about four or so. And people kept staring. Now, I don't really care that much about people's opinions, but I didn't just, I didn't like being stared at. At the time, it was bothering me, and I possibly misconstrued why they were staring. Um, and I'll get to that here in a little bit. But when you have black hair and then white hairs start coming out, it's a little stark. So started my journey of hair color. Well, for those of you that remember back in the day, back in the 80s, when we did Color Me Beautiful, um, where you kind of figured out what your coloring was based on your skin tone and your eye color and your hair color, which, um, which clothing colors would look best on you. Well, I was unequivocally a winter, which means that I look best in whites and blacks, uh, purples, um, purpley pinks, uh, bright reds, those types of things. I looked awful in browns and peaches and oranges and yellows and greens and that type of thing. So what's happened as the years have gone by and I've gotten more and more white hairs and my hairdresser has been uh, working with me and, and I have somehow I've ended up with much lighter hair um, shades of brown from medium to light brown, which, by the way, does not match my eyebrows. And what happens to your eyebrows when you age? That's just going to have to be another candid shot because I don't have time for all that today. I'm just saying, we're talking about the hair on my head. So now the hair on my head doesn't really go with my skin tone, uh, my eyebrow color, that kind of thing. So I talked to my hairdresser and I said, you know, we've been doing this for what, like 15 years, 10, whatever. Um, I would like to consider possibly, maybe, letting the white hair come out in the front uh, and then maybe coloring the hair in the back, just some, like letting some of the gray come out, but then coloring the rest of it my my normal, I'll call my normal, quote unquote, hair color, what it used to be back in the back, back, back day. Um, I have toyed around with this idea for quite a while. And I would get to a point, it felt like I was walking to the edge of a cliff and I couldn't jump off. And I would just back away. Um, I just couldn't stand it. I just couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand it. 
So I explained it to my hairdresser. So she said, okay, we've got a plan. She said, I think this is a good idea because the white hair that I have in the front is actually a very, very clear, sparkly white. Um, it almost kind of looks like it has glitter in it. It's just so, so clear. And it's very pretty, actually. Um, if I could just get over my fear, which I'm going to, that's what this candid shot's all about. Uh, my issue with this, well, trying to figure out what's wrong with me. Um, so she has this plan, right, where so for the next month, uh, I'm not to color my hair at all. Now, what I have been doing, I have been getting like a really dark brown and coloring the back parts of my hair and then getting like a light brown and doing the hair in front that normally would be white. And it's so white that you put light brown on it and it turns it to sort of like a dark blonde. And I've been doing that for a while. Well, she said, okay, for the next month, don't put any color on it. You can put some... You know, I've got this uh, eye eyebrow stuff. I don't even use it for my, not my eyebrows, but my eyelids. I don't even use it for my eyelids, but it comes in this little pot. It's called leather. Uh, and it turns out it's, it's a cream and it's good to put on your finger and just kind of cover up different parts of your hair so that the white doesn't show through. So she said you can use that for the next month, but don't put any permanent color on your hair. And did you hear me say for a month? Well, okay, so that's the plan. I'm thinking, I'm in her office going, I can do this. So then a week passes, and I'm sitting in my mirror in my bathroom, and I'm looking at my hair, and I'm seeing more and more of the white hair coming out, not just on the top where my, my, my hair parts at the top where I have a cowlick there. But on the sides, you know what I'm talking about? Like right above your ears, like at your temples. And it's coming out more and more. And I sat there in the mirror looking at that. And I was feeling this pretty strong emotion. And of course, being who I am and what I do, naturally I'm sitting there thinking, what exactly am I feeling? What is this? And I'm like, it's fear. I am freaking scared. I'm like, okay, Dana, talk to yourself. What's going on? Why are you so scared? What are you scared of? Well, you know, I don't know how many of you saw that movie Freaky Friday that had Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis in it. It's hysterical. I remember when I was a little kid, I read the book. But at, at the moment when Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan switch bodies, see, Jamie Lee Curtis was the mom, Lindsay Lohan was the daughter, and they switch bodies through this little thing that happened this little spiritual magic thing whatever it was and when Lindsay Lohan she's actually in her mother's body and she looks at herself in the mirror and she screams and she goes oh my gosh I'm the crypt keeper okay now besides the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis by no means looks like a crypt keeper oh my gosh give me a break but still that's what I felt like when I was looking at my face and my hair in the mirror, oh my gosh, I'm turning to the Crypt Keeper and I can't even color my hair. I felt like I was on that cliff again, only this time my feet were right on the edge and I, and I heard and I felt little pebbles coming, going down the side, just sailing down into the free fall air. I'm like, what am I going to do? And then I got to thinking, my gosh, Dana, why does this bother you so much? 
I mean, why are you feeling all this? Why are you sitting there looking at yourself, scared to death that you're looking like the crypt keeper because you see some white hair coming out at your, temp- at your temples and above where your, your, your part is? Because, you know, as a rule, and people that know me would probably agree with this, I don't really care a lot about what other people think. It's not that I disrespect that. It's just they have a right to their opinion, and I have a right to mine. Um, I really don't let other people's opinion dictate what I do or say most of the time. So I had to finally come to this conclusion that it wasn't their opinion that was causing me all this problem. It was my own. It was my own opinion that apparently I have some kind of feelings I don't know if you want to call it a prejudice, which kind of freaks me out to say that, but I had to admit that about looking the three letter word old. Oh my gosh. So, you know, I have got friends who have natural hair, meaning they have just let their gray and their white hair grow out naturally. And I respect that so, so much. That's just amazing. And they just go on, doesn't bother them at all. One person years ago even called uh, her, her hair highlights from heaven. I respect that so much. And so far, okay, I haven't got there, but I'm planning it. I also know people that say they're going to go to their, uh, to their casket with nobody's going to know what their natural hair color is. That's their plan. And I, I respect that too, you know. The thing of it is, each of those people felt unequivocal about their opinion. They felt solid in their opinion. The ones that let their natural hair come out the, and the other ladies that said, nobody's going to know my natural hair color up to my the time I'm in my casket. I guess what frustrates me so much is that I kept equivocating I kept wobbling back and forth between should I, should I not? Should I, should I not? How do I feel about this? I don't know how I feel about this. And, you know, I guess at the end of the day, on some level, it's I want to be able to look at myself in the mirror and feel like what is reflected back to me is how I feel on the inside. I don't want to feel like I'm like 40-something on the inside, even though I'm 53. I don't feel 53 whatever 53 feels like, I feel like I'm more like in my 40s somewhere, early 40s. And when I look in the mirror, I would like to see a reflection that matches how I feel on the inside. And when I see this white hair coming out, I guess I have this fear that I'm going to look in the mirror and see like my grandmother looking back at me. It's scary. You know what I'm saying? It gives me some empathy And I realize my experience is nowhere near what I'm getting ready to explain. But, you know, people that are transgender, I've heard, uh, you know, people explain that they feel one way on the inside and then they look in the mirror and they do not, what they see reflected back to them is not how they feel on the inside. And that has got to feel terribly uncomfortable. So I'm feeling, I think, just a fraction of what they feel and I don't like it. So the question becomes, can I get to the point where I can own this and that whatever my hair is doing, make it match who I am, that I can, that I can accept it and not let hair define me, but I define my hair. I mean, this, this whole talk, just, I hear myself talking right now and I'm kind of like 
Like, my gosh, Dana, with all the problems going on in the world, I feel like you hashtag first world probs. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's a thing. It's a thing. And us ladies in the United States of America, we struggle with this. It's a cultural thing. You know, it's not just the the hair. The hair is the extension. It's it's a, we have this thing about looking what we call the again the three letter word old. We can't let ourselves look old. That is not the way it is in some other cultures. Will I be able to make it through this next month without coloring my hair? Will I be able to? go through with it and adhere to my hairdresser's plan of letting my front part where it's parted and where I have like the the cowlick up there at the top, whether that can come down, whether I have the guts to wait this out and let that come out and then, you know, kind of color the rest of it a little bit. Like, like I said, letting some of the gray out, but coloring some of the rest, but getting it closer to my normal color so that it matches my skin tone and my eyebrows again. Can I do it? I don't know. I remember probably a couple of years ago when I was contemplating this and I brought this up to some of my friends and they were like, no, don't do it. Of course, some of them were at the time they were dating. Um, I'm married. I've been married a really long time. Um, have three grown kids that are launched and, and whatever. But I guess I might look at it differently maybe if I was dating. Because, you know, let's be honest, don't lie. First of all, the men are out there and they can they can gain weight and they can have their white hair. Nobody says one word. But if a guy is out with white hair and he's with a woman that has white or gray hair, you know, you think he's with his mama. You know, you do. You don't think he's with his wife. If you see them from the back. Now, if you see them from the front, maybe you can kind of figure that out. But it's like if you're looking just at the hair, it's this cultural thing. I, I just don't, I don't know. It's, it's turned into this journey. And I'm to the point where it's kind of reached my, my stubborn streak, where if I feel like something has some kind of hold on me or has some kind of power over me, I can't know. That ain't going to happen. Ain't got time for that. No, I have to face that down. And so it's got to the point now where I'm going to have to do it. And like my hairdresser said, Dana, calm down, because if we do this and you decide you don't like it, we can always color your hair back. It's just hair. Okay, so we can do that. If I don't like this, I can color my hair back again. I could color it green or purple or red for all I care about that. It's, again, just hair. But really, I think for women in the United States, our hair represents something else because there's a lot of us out there myself included who have spent a bunches of bunches of time and effort and money to cover up any sign of aging in our hair so anyway I wanted to share this candid shot I know that my podcasts so far have been on boundaries and we're definitely going to get back to that but I'm also going to be inserting these candid shots from time to time whenever something hits me um or two, you know, once the once the people start responding, because as of right now, when I'm recording this, my podcast has not officially launched. It's going to be coming up soon. But I'm thinking once I get feedback, you know, if somebody wants me to talk about something, I certainly will. And I can drop that in as a candid shot while the other podcast might be about, you know, boundaries or uh, fear and anxiety. But right now I'm talking about fear. I'm talking about anxiety. This is real. Um 
But anyway, that's about all I had to say. I just wanted to rant about that for a minute because I know I'm not alone and it's a struggle. And I sitting right here, I have no idea if I'm going to make it, but I'm going to try and I'm probably going to freak out and I might put on my hair in a, in a baseball hat. I don't know. But even you can't, that's not going to help because baseball hats don't come down low enough to cover up that, that white hair that's like right in front of your ears. No, that's not going to work. But, you know, at the same time, I have, you know, friends who've been uh, struggling with cancer and have gone through chemo and have had to shave off all their hair and lost all their hair. So, again, we need to be thankful. I am thankful that I have hair. I've actually got pretty good hair. It's pretty thick. It's nice, healthy, thick hair, and I'm very thankful for that. Don't get me wrong. I am very thankful. But that doesn't mean that this other thing just goes away because I'm thankful because I have good hair. So anyway, I just wanted to rant about that. Maybe someone else out there can resonate with me with what I'm feeling and know that you're not alone. We're in this together. So anywho, have a good day. And I guess we'll probably get back to the regular programming of Boundaries at the next podcast. Have a great day. This is Dana on Phoenix and Flame.